superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Super Bowl. Come on now, fellas. we got to answer the bell. Now let's go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And we're going to win this thing again, all right? How's life for you, Jason Light? The Rich Eisen Show. How many plates were you spinning at once trying to re-sign everybody? Kind of felt like uh, the Seinfeld episode. As soon as we got one done, we'd ring the bell. Today's <laughs> guests, Chiefs General Manager, Brett Veach. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. NBA broadcaster, Mike Breen. Host of the Right Time Podcast, Bomani Jones. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All righty then. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting here on NBC Sports on Peacock. We say good morning to those watching us uh, on our favorite streamer every single day. We take it from Dan Patrick. We send you to brother from another uh, at 3 Eastern time. We're on at noon Eastern time every single day. We say also hello to our Rich Eisen Show radio affiliates coast to coast as well as Sirius XM channel 211 and our friends at Odyssey as well. For those watching on NBC Sports on Peacock, we are experiencing slight technical difficulties with our um, with our lights right now. Uh, Chris Brockman is here. He's just off camera. Um, hey, buddy. You know, the, the, there's just one light on Chris. Um, you know, actually, <laughs> it's bright. You know, uh, there's one light on Chris, and it's so bright he's wearing shades just so he doesn't have some sort of crazy... Uh, some sort of crazy headache. There it is, yeah, yeah. right there. Um, it's the most Bond villain that Chris has ever looked in his entire life. Uh, T.J. Jefferson, you're sitting also on your on. You're in the most well lit portion of our of our uh, of our stage. Good to see you over there. Well, my skin Jefferson. tone, I think, decides I need Good to, to see have you. that. Rich. And this is this is just. I think uh, we're all wondering what the hell happened. Um, this is still. Uh, I think this is Del Tufo's plan to just show how valuable he is <laughs> right, that man. he sabotaged the system before he, he left yesterday. Uh, he is setting up for the NFL Network schedule release show. Isn't it interesting that my my night job, my Sunday day oh, job, or the, my figurative God. day job uh, takes Del Tufo away from here? Uh, good to see Feller uh, over here today. Good to see you, Mr. Good to Feller. see you, good too. To see you. Very good. You say sabotage. I say, I say sabotage. By the way, I thought about I that, that, ready. that very, that wonderful, <laughs> that wonderful uh, long time. Any, anybody who uh, ever heard the uh, outtakes of uh, William Shatner vo uh, tracking or voicing for uh, Captain Kirk Star Trek back in the day, his old sabotage the system. You say sab sabotage. I say sabotage. I thought about that yesterday when when Dan asked uh, uh, Bob Baffert if uh, if oh he was sabotaged. Bro. I think I think Medina's spirit was sabotaged. Actually, did you see the latest of that this what morning? What is the latest on that? Actually, no. Bob Baffert just issued a statement through his lawyer uh, admitting that uh, Medina Spirit had used a cream that contained the banned substance for oh. weeks leading up to the race. Oh, so, and he but he didn't know about the cream. But he didn't know about it. it was you sure it wasn't the clear? Did they give him the clear? <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> Unclear. It's rather Unclear. clear. But well it's cream. done. <laughs> so so that's oh the horse was getting the cream. The horse was getting the Got cream. Got it, but yeah. he thought it was the clear. 
thought so. So he's not in the clear. Uh, That's no, unclear as well. That is unclear as well. Okay. Waiting for Pimlico to weigh in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There he is, Medina Spirit. <laughs> Down the stretch comes Medina Spirit. And I think here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's I'm not, not playing the horse's fault. It's not the horse's fault. The horse's He's fault. just standing there in the stall. It's not the horse's fault. He's just trying to get a meal, <laughs> trying to get a carrot, trying to get an apple. That's all he's getting. And somebody's rubbing his cream on him, and it probably felt good to the horse. Yeah. And then the horse is starting to run like, well, I think I can win this race. <laughs> I think I got this. I got this thing. And then Mandaloon, poor Mandaloon got cancel cultured. <laughs> Mandaloon's going to be the winner. Cancel cultured. And there is. There's Bob Baffert holding up the uh, the, the trophy. He had no idea that there's somebody's rubbing the Who's rubbing the clear? Who's rubbing the cream? Who put the bomb on? <laughs> I didn't tell you who put the bomb on. The bomb on? I, I didn't tell you the bomb on. Who put the bomb on? Who put the bomb on, Medina Spirit? Man, didn't think we'd go all Jackie Childs this Who morning. Who put the bomb on? <laughs> yeah, so Baffert has this whole statement. I didn't put the bomb on. I, I, I wish it was funny. I mean, it's, it's not, not funny. funny. It's not funny. I mean, you made it for me. No, I know. We're trying. We're trying to let the smile be our umbrella today here on Peacock. I'll retweet the statement right now if anyone's interested. In so what, what did he say? Because this is, you know, obviously we're right, pivoting so, here live on Peacock. Yeah, and, sorry. And I didn't mean to. Uh, Go for it. Uh, Bob can you Baffert read it through said, your shades? <laughs> yeah, I can read it through the shades. Hold okay, yeah. Uh, on May 8th, I was informed uh, that the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, the Medina Spirit, allegedly tested positive for 21 picograms of betamethasone. Well done. On May 9th, I held a press conference in which I stated I intended to thoroughly investigate how this could have happened, and I would be transparent through the process. I immediately began that investigation, which has resulted in me learning of a possible source for for the beta-methasone, mm-hmm. and now as promised, I want to be forthright that I have learned. Following the Santa Anita Derby, Medina Spirit uh, developed dermatitis in his hind end. I had him checked out by my vet who recommended the use of an antifungal ointment called... Oh, God, all right. No, I got it. I got Automax. It. I got yeah. it, okay. So Automax contained the betamethasone. There you go. 21 picograms is a great album, I think, right? Whose album was that, 21 picograms? <laughs> REM, 21 picograms? I don't know. Or is that... 20, 21 Savage? I don't know. 21 picograms of betamethasone. Words that we did not think would be in our vocabulary today, but... No. So the horse got stuff... That is not through its system, and it gets popped, and, and the, the horse go. is going to get disqualified. It appears so, yeah. I mean, and, and then this is going to have to own on Baffert. Like, if this was the NFL, the horse would be disqualified, and Baffert would be suspended. Because you what you put in your system, it's on you. It's on you, yeah. That's the way the NFL runs. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, and then everyone, now you're the gambler here, Chris. Okay. And you look, you look again, like somebody who just got 21 (laughs) picograms on the corner of uh, (laughs) Pico and (laughs) La Brea. Pico and La Brea. (laughs) Yeah. Right there. That's where you picked up your 21 picograms. So um, he looks more like a sunset. But you're the gambler here. Like, so you, you know, you're out. Here's here's Mandaloon for a $2 ticket, pay 50 bucks. So you put $20 on mandolin, that's $500. We could keep going on and we, on. We could keep going. And by the way, that changes now the exacta and the trifecta and the super and the daily double and the pick five. You know what I mean? So here's the deal. If you have, if you already cashed your ticket on Medina, yeah, but- you're not giving your money back. Right. So 
I no, d- but they're not asking people who got that. You can't get the money back from the Medina Spirit betters, and you get, can't also you can't repay everyone. Of now. course not. So I think we're that's just, the end of that. That's the end of that. Just a wash. It's a wash. What? Wow. And this is I, I don't know. I don't know how how many people are wringing their hands. I know, I know there's probably a lot of executives uh, at NBC Sports that that are wringing their hands over this because, you know. The, the amount of people that tuned into this race was an outstanding rating. Nearly 16 million. Exactly. So now, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to watch the, um, we're, we're, we're going to watch the Preakness stakes and we're going to wonder, okay, that's a great winner. So I guess we have to wait a week to see if they pass a drug test. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're already watching, you know, waiting to see, is there a flag on a play for football? Now we got to wait till a week later. At any rate, that's the latest on that front. Yeah. And 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 um, how about this? We didn't talk about this yesterday because we were busy with our friend Jake Tapper talking about his <laughs> new book, uh, "The Devil May Dance," um, as it uh, hit the news wires and became mm-hmm. public. Um, that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to give Tim Tebow a shot. Mm-hmm. They're going to sign him up and give him a shot at camp to see if he can be the tight end that everybody thought he should have attempted to be towards the end of his playing days in the NFL. Back in uh, 2013-2014 with the Jets, when clearly he wasn't going to get a shot at being the quarterback anymore in the NFL. Tebow package didn't exist. Well, the Tebow package didn't exist. Yeah. I remember when the Jets got... Tebow, they were going to have a package for him, and mm-hmm. Sanchez was going to still be the quarterback, and it was a total, complete mess. And unfortunately for him, the person who he should have gone to first, had they been as interested as the Jets, got brought him in. Could you imagine if Tim Tebow said to Bill Belichick, I hear you, I will, I will put myself in your hands, and you make me the tight end that you think I can be when he was in New England. Could you imagine... If he turned his entire career over to Belichick and McDaniel's, and they had the idea of a Taysom Hill before yeah. the Saints, H back tight end, anything, he'd have a couple Super Bowl rings. And I understand people love to make fun of Tebow's throwing ability. You know, Brock Meyer said that one time when he was on our podcast way <laughs> back in the day before he had his own podcast. Even though Oberman thinks there's too many damn podcasts. He has the fiery competitory spirit of Ray Lewis and the throwing motion of Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. That's what he said. He has the fiery competitive spirit of Ray Lewis and the throwing motion of Ray Lewis. <laughs> One of the funniest lines that Brock that uh, Brock yeah, ever said. Ever. And he's not wrong. I don't understand the fury that people have over yeah. this development. Who cares? Well, people care because you know there are. <laughs> It's like another Seinfeld line, you know, when uh, Tim Watley was telling Jewish jokes and he mm-hmm. had just converted to Judaism. And, you know, somehow Seinfeld wound up in a confessional sitting down on the kneeling bar in the confessional. <laughs> <laughs> and the priest says to him, does this offend you as a Jewish person? He said, no, it offends me as a comedian. And there are some football players and purists who are like you know this offends me as a football player yeah this offends me as a football player this offends my sense of professionalism this offends my job 
that he's getting an opportunity in the NFL, and that I don't understand. Because what he is doing is what all of us in the world are attempting to do, which is, one, take advantage of every opportunity that might come our way in business. Two, make sure we can take advantage of that opportunity because there's somebody now in charge. There's now somebody in charge who can give him that opportunity. The number of people who are maybe looking for work or trying to get back at a certain line of work, never thought there would be an opportunity, but an old boss got a a new job. And that old boss is interested in having you in. Or you say, I'm going to take one last shot at it. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Urban Meyer is giving Tim Tebow a shot. Now, I don't know if it was Meyer calling up Tebow saying, what do you think? Or it was Tebow calling up Urban and saying, you know what, Urban? Hey, uh, I'd like to get the band back together. I've always wanted to try football one more time. I know this is the last opportunity. I'm in shape. I I, I don't know the genesis of it, and I think we'll eventually find out. I I asked Urban Meyer when he was on uh, the draft, Saturday NFL Network live coverage at the draft on Saturday, and I asked him, are you like kind of like, is there anything going on with you and Tim Tebow? And he totally shined it off. Like, yeah, yeah, that'll be something we'll have a conversation about when we're through all of this. And I'm like, when, when we're, you know, when we're through the draft and at some point, you know, it'll be a quiet moment. I'm paraphrasing. And then I, I, I said to him, well, your draft is over. Could that possibly be that moment where you can revisit it right now? And he, again, shined it off by saying, I'm, I, I want to crack open a cold one. Yeah, he wanted a drink. He wanted a drink. That's what I want to do right now. And then it comes out that he'd already had him in mm-hmm. for a look-see and a tryout. You know? And um, so I don't know the genesis of it. And, you all, you know, all you hear is what what is ascribed to a lot of people in the 21st century that a move is made and there's an ulterior motive and somebody's playing three or four or five-dimensional chess when all they're doing is just making a move that they either think is right for them or right for the world because they have a certain viewpoint and their viewpoint is right. You see it in politics all the time. Urban Meyer has a certain viewpoint. He is the CEO of the operation. He has full control of the operation. They have handed the reins over to him. I know there's Trent Baalke, but Urban Meyer wants Tim Tebow on the team. He wants him on the team for good reason. And what that is, he wants to give Tim a shot. He wants to show everybody that opportunity is is given by him Mm -hmm. and that if you can make the most of your opportunity and you, you will then earn a spot on the team. But if he thinks you're the right person for it, then that's what matters. It's his world. He is the center of that universe. Many coaches feel the same way. So if he's sending a message, that may be the message. And is he sending a message that he's giving an opportunity to someone that doesn't deserve it? Well, if Tebow doesn't work out, he won't be making the team. He's not going to make the team just because he's a good distraction for Trevor Lawrence, which is the other thing that I'm hearing about. That's the four or five dimensional chess that the kid's going to have so much pressure on him to succeed. And now everybody's going to want to come in and talk to Tim Tebow and not talk to Trevor Lawrence. Well, yeah, well, good luck with that. And by the way, it's not like this is New York City 
This is Duval County, where they probably have, what, one, two, three beat writers, radio and TV and newspaper. He's a good guy that you want to have on your team. He's a good culture guy. He's feeling like he wants to give him a shot. Right. I think it's as simple as that. Jacksonville's the 41st ranked market. I I mean, come on. A distraction for Trevor Lawrence? Like, this guy says, I don't have a chip. I don't have a care in the world. What, he's going to suddenly come in and have the glare of the lights of national media interested in him for the first time? He's had it ever since he was born. That was the whole point of the whole pre-draft conversation about Trevor Lawrence, that he doesn't have the chip or the red flags or the concerns that many other people have, and that's a red flag. Well, now he's suddenly needs to be protected by Urban Meyer to bring in a sideshow circus like Tim Tebow, which it may be, or the guy can actually maybe play, and he's going to bring attention to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is another reason why you signed somebody like him. I don't understand it. If you're trying to be relevant in the world and you're trying to win football games and Tim Tebow you think is the right move, I can't wait to see it. I'm I'm interested. Color me interested. And then there's the issue as well that he gets an opportunity and Colin Kaepernick does not. And, and that's not even close to apples to apples. This is not a guy being brought in to be the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's being brought in to be a tight end on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Exactly. And he's getting an opportunity because there is one coach who will give him that opportunity. I wish Kaepernick had that one coach who would give him that opportunity. And there were some coaches who were thinking of giving him that opportunity. And it's a whole host of a conversation on the subject matter that is not suitable for Twitter. It's not suitable for social media. It's suitable for a full-on symposium. It's not even suitable for this medium because anybody who's covered Kaepernick will tell you that there were many teams that were interested and wanted to know what's your plan when you come here to talk about what is very important in the world and important to you and would be important to our community and maybe this team writ large, but not when it's time for you to talk football in front of a camera. Or if you do it in front of a camera, how often do you plan to do it? What will you do? And I was told that there was no plan. Well, there's that. And it's still, it's not apples to apples. And I wish Kaepernick had that opportunity. I wish there was a team that would give him that opportunity. And maybe because the climate in this world is changing, and I don't mean the actual temperature, Kaepernick will get that shot if he wants it. And Tebow got that shot if he wants it with Urban Meyer, and it's clear he wants it. Let's see him do it. What if he comes out and he actually starts balling out? What if the Jacksonville Jaguars put number 15 on the field and he gets a, you know, a backwards pass from Trevor Lawrence, and he finds DJ Chark wide open. <laughs> Lawrence to Tebow to Chark. Now you got Urban a Meyer. controversy. <laughs> and what, oh, yeah. Well, and then Urban Meyer, you see him on the sideline with, a, with his hands up. Yeah. Touchdown. And then everyone will start beginning to hate on Urban Meyer like I've learned to do. <laughs> People are already doing that. But you know what? He kind of relishes that. Because it's his show, and he's showing you it's my show. I'm in the NFL. Tim Tebow wants a shot. What's what's the harm of putting him in a tight end room? I saw that. I am so, like, tomorrow night when that schedule comes out and the Jacksonville Jaguars are on it, on NFL Mm -hmm. Network on a Thursday night, (laughs) because that's where they've been placed, 
And I bet you there might be another nationally televised game for them. They might show up on a Monday night. You don't think the the folks at ESPN would want to see Trevor Lawrence on Monday night football, certainly with Tim Tebow on top of it? Assuming he makes the team. Assuming he yeah, makes the team. Yeah. So all I'm saying is you got to be relevant in this world and you got to be a winner in this world. And Tim Tebow is both of that. He really is. I'll just finish with this. I've never seen anything like it in my, my life. I've personally witnessed Tebow Tom with my own two eyes. I know he didn't have it for your New York Mets, and he tried. And I know he didn't have it for my New York Jets. I don't know what the hell happened. All I know is I saw it with my own two eyes in Denver where he threw a football around against the Jets, I might add. Jets at Broncos on a Thursday night, and it was a terrible game. I mean, the Jets weren't moving the ball worth a lick, but their defense was making Tebow look like he was a Pop Warner quarterback because that's the way he looked quite a bit, which is why he didn't get a shot in the NFL to begin with until the Broncos were essentially forced to turn things over to him because he doesn't practice well. He didn't practice well. Like you, you, he looks like that in practice. The coaches are going to be like, we're not putting that out, out there. I mean, he threw it looked like he was throwing it with his feet. Balls would be flying all over the place, and it was insane, and people began to boo. And then four minutes to go. Tebow Tebow time hit. It was real. It was friggin' real. And I saw it with my own two eyes. The guys got it. And if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you're Urban Meyer, and you want to teach a certain part of your culture, who do you have brought in than Tim Tebow, winner for you? And if he doesn't make the team, he doesn't make the team. Simple as that. He gave it a whirl. He gave it a whirl. And is he taking up a spot of a of a of a, another tight end? He won't be if he doesn't make the team. And you could say, well, he didn't, another tight end didn't have a chance to make the team. He's taking up that spot. Well, it's Urban's decision. We hear it all the time. He was born into the NFL as a first round pick under the mantra of all it takes is one team to make it happen. That was Josh McDaniels. And the Broncos. Now he's born into the NFL again. It's all it takes is one, pe- one team. Again. Let's see what happens. I don't understand the animosity. Tight ends on the Jaguars roster right now. Tyler Davis, Ben Ellefson, Luke Farrell, okay. Chris Mahertz. Okay, great. I, I think the, the outrage. This Mahertz, my brain. James actually. O'Shaughnessy. Well, you know what? Let's take a break and we can continue this conversation a little bit here. And the schedule release, I've got a couple of thoughts on that subject matter. Albert Breer is going to join us in hour number two of this program. He knows Urban very well, obviously, from his uh, years of uh, being all over the Ohio State football program. Also, in hour number three of this program, Mike Breen will join us. It's a big game for the Knicks here in the downtown Hoops Dojo against the Los Angeles Lakers. He's also going into the Basketball Hall of Fame as an announcer coming up in, in just a few short days. And then Bomani Jones on this subject, Aaron Rodgers and more. We're off and running on this darkened edition of the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You traded up, you were aggressive, and then you could not have been more honest with the way that you were assessing everything. When did Trey Lance have you? Did he have you at hello? Walk me through the process of when you decided this is the kid. When I looked at him in January, the first time I finished with the tape, I collected a bunch of stuff and sent it over to John that night. And I was just so excited and intrigued by the stuff that you could do with him. I got to know the kid after watching the tape. And that was kind of the coolest thing to where I really started to like Trey as a person, as the person to be the quarterback of your team. I would have done the kid first. I probably would have fell in love with the guy. And then I would have been like, man, do I hope this tape matches right. The kid made me believe. And you go back to how you felt with what he has put on tape, and then you go with what you believe in. I guess the accumulation of those two things, by the end, it was a very easy decision. Any truth that you you called the Packers upon hearing these rumors about Aaron Rodgers to see if that could work out? Yeah, the exact truth is um, I don't want to wake up the next day on Friday and see Aaron Rodgers, um, one of the best quarterbacks in this league, traded without doing any due diligence on it. So I just called Matt and asked him if there was anything to it. And Matt told me I'd be wasting my time if um, we had Lynch call. And so Lynch did not call anyone the next day. How close did you guys ever come to your YOLO attempt at Russell Wilson? You have to say to yourself, okay, what's real and what's not real? And there's just so many things that, that go into a decision like that, and they're big decisions. But ultimately, in the end, I think, you know, Rich, like you have a, a team in Seattle who is obviously very uh, happy with him and, and wasn't going to do anything with him. And so for us, we definitely explored it, but uh, in the end, obviously nothing came to fruition. You could have three first-round draft choices next year, and that leads to a conversation amongst my colleagues that you can utilize that to get whoever you want at the quarterback position next year. Is this a Jalen Hurts one-year audition? I feel like there are moments with your football team where you do whatever it takes, and 
certainly we're, we're doing, trying to do whatever it takes to win more than that just one Super Bowl. And we have the most draft capital of team in the league. So we have the flexibility at any position to improve our football team going forward. And um, we're all proving ourselves at every position every day, you know, including me, including everyone in our building and, and getting that fire and passion back to make sure that that works out. How much did you clue Matt Ryan in on your draft plans? I mean, Matt's professional. I mean, every conversation he and I have is direct and honest. There's no games being played, but if we felt that it was the best interest of the Falcons right now to take a quarterback, we would have done it. The worst thing you do is sit there and tell everybody what they want to hear all the time and then, you know, don't do something else. We won't do that here. Uh, every conversation we've had with Matt is direct. He understands that. He's a competitor. I mean, all these guys know Certainly, I mean, if you're a quarterback and you draft a guy that's 6'6 and can run like that, we have high expectations and high hopes for him. So I think, I don't want to speak for Matt, but I, I'd imagine he's pretty excited with the chance to put the work in. We had a heck of a draft run up and then our draft post programs have been uh, on point, if you don't mind me saying. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate here also on Peacock. Where we're experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties with our lighting grid here in our studio, but we're going on. We're, we're, we're pressing on. We're pressing forward. That's we're playing. You know, we're, 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 we're playing through it is what we're trying to show do. show must here. go on. Rich. Thank you very much. TJ. Jefferson. I don't think the heavy stuff's coming down for quite. Some Although time. TJ, you're the most well-lit guy on the set here. Oh, right? I mean. so well done. <laughs> well done. Come on down. TJ. I'm not going to say I had anything to do with this. You know, but... <laughs> if only it won a spotlight on, uh, on, oh. you know, on, on, all right. Like I said, when that popcorn right. starts popping, you're going to want when, some. When are you, when are you supposed to get your, your, your ping pong table and your popcorn machine? When I is that don't supposed know. No, they just said it would be a few weeks after the show aired. So, I mean, do you think that they're using that right now? Like, they're they're are they playing on it as we speak? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it was there, right? You saw it. I did see it. You saw it. I bid on it. I assume there were two, you know, uh, prices right um, presenters who were playing ping pong on your table. Manuela and Rachel, I believe. There we go. There we go. There so, we go. Very good. I mean, I, I, it's just like Christmas. You know, you know it's coming. It's you coming. Well done. You just like, I'm getting excited. For you know it. what? I'll use that as a segue. Um, tomorrow is like Christmas to me when you get the schedule. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, you know, um, because we know who plays who and we know who plays who where. We just don't know who plays who when. And we don't know who plays who on what channel or streaming service. Mm-hmm. And then there's that first time we got a 17-game schedule. Now, I know it's not all about being, for the Green Bay Packers, relevant. They're the most relevant team. As I just said, these in my, you know, my entire setup to talking football on the show, and Albert Breer joins us in hour number two, that – you know, part of the reason why the Jaguars reached out to Tim Tebow or accepted his entreaties to say, how about let's give this a whirl, Urban, is because there is a relevance factor for Jacksonville. They've got to be feeling it, man. They got one of the most successful college coaches ever. Okay? They got one of the most successful college quarterbacks ever. They're going to do it in Duval County with one of the more passionate fan bases, internationally, I might add, around. And so it helps them with, in terms of Urban's culture, and if if there's any possible way that the front office has to sign off on something like this, and I don't believe they do, 
I'm sure the Khan family's like, absolutely. We're going to sell 15 uh, Tebow jerseys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Again, my nephew, God bless him, Lee Eisen. Uh, he's in his mid-20s right now. Mm-hmm. God bless him. Diehard Jet fan. About 10 years ago, because that's when Tebow, well, it's been 10 years since Tebow last played a snap, correct? Uh, nine, 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 nine years. years okay. Nine years. So that'd be about 10 years ago because he was on the Jets. Yep. He says to me, hey, Uncle Rich, can I get a, a Tebow jersey for uh, Hanukkah? <laughs> and I told him, if I get it for you, all it will be from here on out is an ironic Halloween costume for you. <laughs> that's it's all it's going to be. You're going to go. Great foresight by you. Ir- what, ironic Halloween costume is a great fantasy team, man? That's all. Awesome. It's just that's all it's going to be. Like for the rest of your life, if you want to dress up going to Halloween parties, you sure can go as Tim Tebow the Jet. Like that's all it's going to be. I doesn't care. I want it. That's part of Jacksonville. Absolutely bring that in. No question about it. The Packers don't need relevance. They don't need that. They're the cheeseheads, right? Unless you remember back to the pre Favre days, there were some questions about are the Packers relevant anymore? So I will just warn them as they are in the midst of whatever the hell they're in the midst of, as um, Devontae Adams went on the television show, radio show known as The Herd with Colin Coward yesterday and said basically, you know, he's behind Aaron 100% with whatever he's trying to do with the front office and even intimated that if Aaron's not there and Time comes up for uh, for free agency. Uh, Devontae Adams won't be there either. You know, unless, I can imagine, they franchise tag him and he's got to play with Jordan Love for a year and Jordan Love turns out to be the next great Packer quarterback that 16 years from now will have his replacement draft and he'll be all pissed off. Because <laughs> that's the way it goes. It's the cycle of life mm-hmm. for Green Bay these days. <laughs> Bart Starr, 16. Well, I, I don't know. Did, did Bart Starr ever have somebody drafted and he, he was forcing his way? I don't think that happened. Yeah, no. stand by. But they all played 16 years. But so. Bart Starr's difference is, other than that's correct, they all played 16 years, is Bart Starr was able to walk around for his life saying, by the way, on my resume, uh, <laughs> if I was such a thing as a resume, uh, MVPs of Super Bowls one and two, okay? That's like basically saying, you know, hi, my name's Neil Armstrong. I walked on the moon. <laughs> That's on my resume. Right. But anyway, this I'm, is just. I'm checking the 68 NFL draft. No, oh, don't worry about that. I, I think it was Favre then Rodgers. But as they're in this, I just want to just point this out. Like, let's just say Rodgers holds out on you. Or let's just say you decide, okay, we'll call his bluff. Let's get him out of here. And then let's start Jordan Love now and just bite the bullet. Let's just do it. Because we just don't want to hold out and we just don't need this. We're, we're out. We're done. Let's just say they force the situation either one of those ways. And you know I've said over and over again, I think Packers management should realize what they have when they have it to use Devontae Adams' famed tweet that's been liked tens of thousands of times is, to appreciate what you have when you have it. They should do that and figure out who the next quarterback of the Green Bay Packers is later on down the road. Flip Love himself. Turn Love into Jimmy Garoppolo. That's my two cents on the matter. I don't run the Packers. Well, Rich, in in 1967. (laughs) Oh, no. 
Green Bay took a quarterback in the first round by the name of Don Horn. There you go. Don Horn. By the way, you know what happened? You know what happened? <laughs> Don Horn got run out of town by uh, by Bart Starr so far and so fast, he dropped the last two letters of his last name and decided to start becoming a world-renowned Hawaiian singer. Oh. That's a Don Ho reference, everybody. <laughs> I just did that. Maybe the oldest I've ever been, and I am wearing a cardigan today. Best dad ever. All right, let me get to my point here. <laughs> Real quick, which when you said flip Jordan Love for Garoppolo, do you mean that literally? No, like, no, no. Flip, or, turn him into Garoppolo. Okay, so I was I like, wait, you mean trade for no, no, Garoppolo? No, no, no. No, I did not mean that. So just again, Packers-Bears games will always be interesting. And we're just going to throw the division games out. How less interested would you be in a Packers-Steelers game if it's Jordan Love versus Big Ben? How much would it be for you, Russell Wilson versus Jordan Love? Those are the two teams. How about Rams? Rams-Packers. Forget about the fact that you'll you'll get maybe, you know, curb stomped by some of these teams because you're starting a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I think so. Who might not be ready. Yeah. How about um, Cardinals-Rodgers? How much less interested you'll be when it's Kyler Murray versus Jordan Love? I'm serious, man. And by the way, in terms of Rodgers and Cardinals, too, I already can know it. I'll feel it. And, I, you know, I might even mention it if we have the time because Kurt Warner will be on the set with me tomorrow that's being put into SoFi Stadium at Hollywood Park right now because the game day morning gang is getting back together. Love it. Tomorrow night. Kurt, if you remember, was the quarterback for the Cardinals against Aaron Rodgers Packers in Aaron Rodgers' first career playoff game that went on tilt. There were 19 million points scored in the game. Look it up. And then ended on a defensive score where Rodgers was sacked, forced fumble, returned for a touchdown. That really should never have happened because Rodgers got hit so f- square in the face, <laughs> in the face mask. mask. Yeah, A call that you don't get when you're in your first career playoff game, quite honestly. Who was that? Was that Darnell Dockett? Maybe. I don't remember. But that was a classic game. Eh, we won't show the video of that if it's Jordan Love. 49ers, Saints, Ravens, Chiefs are all hosting the Packers next year. And I know any television executive that is sitting there right now that would absolutely want the beachfront property of Aaron Rodgers at Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers at Patrick Mahomes, which, by the way, was that 17th regular season game that got added Mm -hmm. because of the new construct. That's the game that got added. Aaron Rodgers at the Saints, Aaron Rodgers at the 49ers. Great stuff. Not the same without Aaron Rodgers. And this is the stuff Green Bay has to sit down and understand. Yes, it of course, it's about wins and losses. It's also about relevance in this world. No Aaron Rodgers, these games aren't going to be anything close to what it is with 12 coming off an MVP season. And yesterday we had a general manager say, I told my GOAT quarterback at age 44, he's about to turn. You want to play to your 50 and you're still playing the way that you're playing? Let's talk about it. And then there's a Green Bay team that's, oh, we got we to gotta start thinking about them here and now. 
after we go 13-3 and three for first year with a coach that supposedly this guy wasn't supposed to be ready to have a relationship with. Let's go and get that kid. Let's go and get that trade up and get that kid 26th overall and not tell Aaron Rodgers we're thinking of doing it and then let him learn it just like the rest of the world. Crazy stuff. But that will be a hitch in our giddy-up next tomorrow night. No question. All the, every time we talk about the Packers, well, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. That front office better think twice before they take that next step. And I would call him up and whatever it is, I, you know, I know Peter King said it's not a contract. It's whatever, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. The problem is, is whatever it is, is something that I've, I would have to say is out of the character of the history of that front office to deliver to a quarterback or player, let alone one of this man's caliber. I don't know. But I just mentioned all these games. I mean, could you imagine? By the way, Rogers, Packers versus Washington football team. How, how fun will that be? Fitz coming into Lambeau Field going toe-to-toe with, with Aaron Rodgers. So much fun. Jordan Love, maybe not so much. And, of course, we're discounting. Jordan Love might come out of the box looking so terrific. Yeah, he might be Mahomes. Who knows? <laughs> it's one thing we're not even taking into consideration. Let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll be back. Set up the rest of our program. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on this busy Tuesday. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Let's talk about your your quarterback depth chart. Is there a competition at the top, or is this Jameis' gig? Both uh, Taysom and Jameis, you know, are going to have plenty of opportunities once we get into the training camp. Do you think there is a possibility for having a two-quarterback system ever in the NFL? Yeah, look, we're looking to find the guy that's going to lead our team this year, and that doesn't mean the other player is not going to have a role. You know, if Jameis is starting, obviously Taysom has a role that expands not only just offensively but on special teams etc and and if it's the other way around it's probably a little bit more limited so I, I i do think there's a little bit in flux rich relative to 
who's starting and then the roles each player has. Some of that will be training camp driven. The number of people that I spoke to prior to the draft that were saying Carolina absolutely would take a quarterback despite having acquired Sam Darnold. Walk me through why you didn't actually go in that direction. No, we just felt like Sam plus another player, you know, uh, would be better for the team overall. I can't remember what we were watching. We were watching a cut-up. Sam was playing on the other side of the ball, and a couple times he made some throws. Phil Snow, our defensive coordinator, was like, man, that kid looks like Matt Stafford. And so when the compensation was enough where, you know, we didn't have to give up what we thought was too much, you know, that would hurt our team and a chance to get him here, we had watched so much tape on him that we saw enough shining moments. You know, hopefully a change of scenery is what he needs. Just go out there and be one of the guys and, and, and play well. Carson Wentz, when, when did you realize that this wasn't working out anymore? During the season, you're, it was, it was again, not, not our most fun season. Really, <laughs> Rich. And as we went past it and, and went through this coaching search and had more conversations with him as well and talked to him, and you know, it, we probably realized that Sometimes a press start is best for everyone, and if it would work out for our team as well as him, uh, maybe that was the direction that we were going. What do you make of the narrative that we have in the National Football League media that you and you alone have the secret sauce for Carson Wentz? Anybody who, who I've ever worked with or the staffs I've ever worked on know it's always a collaborative approach. You know, you move teams, you go through what Carson has gone through, and an opportunity like this presents itself. You use it for what it is. It's time to hit the reset button. Let's use this to our advantage, Carson. Let's, and, and, and if you know Carson the way I know him, he's embracing that. He wants that. And he's working real hard and, and you know, looking forward to it and uh, off to a good start. How is Dak Prescott? Coach. I mean, he looks great. I mean, he really does. I mean, he's in here every day, so um, I, I can't say enough about the progress he's made. Is your expectation that uh, week one that it's going to be Dak? I think we're right on track. I, mean, I think everything that you know the medical people talk as far as his, his rehab, he's you know definitely hit the target. I'm you know I'm hopeful that with the OTA practices that if he'll be in there. Uh, full go, but he, he, he really lo he looks great. There's really I don't think anybody has any doubt. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Let's go to our buddy Jeff in Detroit. How you been, Jeffrey? What's going on in your mind today, sir? What's going on, my cousins? Listen here. It's funny that you were talking about Aaron Rodgers because I got a, uh, I'm hoping that we can get back into the segment of uh, you. I was at the barber's shop, and we came up with some, some thoughtful questions. Okay, what do you got? Will your next... NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback be 33 and older or younger? Because you figure like this, it seems like you keep writing these older guys off and they just keep coming back, making you eat your words. Every time, you know, I hear somebody says, well, they're over the hill and stuff like that. They quit using those, those, those terms with people like Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, saying that, those guys still have a, a great chance of winning a, a, a NFL uh, Super Bowl. So my question to you guys is, will he be younger or older? Well, here's the thing, Jeff. This is the problem with um, – it's not really a problem, but this is the issue. How about that? This is mm -hmm. the issue with trying to suss out a reasonable answer for your question that you came up with in the barbershop. Tom Brady screws it all up. Because <laughs> honestly, because if you want to look at what the last 10 years have been for an answer to a question like that, you got to say, what's the last 10 years? Certainly because in the last 10 years is the way things have has been changed with how you draft. 
and how you draft and how you win because the rules of engagement of of how long you have somebody for a contract, how much you can pay him or, or how much that you're limited to pay him changed in 2011 with the new collective bargaining agreement. Perfect example is Matthew Stafford, your guy in Detroit for all those years. He got paid more money than anybody in the history of the Detroit Lions the minute he was drafted out of Georgia, and he didn't even play a snap for the team, which is becoming a problem for the NFL at the time, and they changed the rules. So you take a look at the last 10 years. Chris, can you do that for me? Take a look at the last 10 Super Bowl winners, and we could take a look and see are they over 33 or are they not? And the problem is most of them are going to be over 33 because Tom Brady was over 33 when he won four of them, right? So that's the issue here. Because the idea is you're trying to get somebody who you can win in the first contract with. And when you realize that that kid isn't the guy in the first contract, sometimes you might give him a second contract because now you're learning, okay, if you do that, this is a fascinating conversation to me. If you, and Stafford is a perfect example of how he's now going to be somebody over the age of 33 that you're trying to win a Super Bowl with because the Rams went ahead and gave the kid that they drafted and tried to win a Super Bowl with in his first time as, in his in his first contract and made it to a Super Bowl with him but didn't win it. And then the minute that they decided once they signed him that he wasn't the guy in the future, they got somebody over the age of 33 or who will be 33 to be over that age. Does that make sense to you? Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. So, Listen so here, I don't, I don't like know. This. I don't you know is the answer. You might want to add professor to your title. Because I'm telling you, you're <laughs> dropping knowledge. I had never thought about it in that in that respect, but you are absolutely right. So He just throws off the whole dynamic of the, of the entire situation. Because you don't know. Like, what's the best way to do it? You know, it seems to me the best way to do it is to draft somebody young, win it in their first contract when you don't have him eating up so much of your salary cap space, right? And then decide that he's the guy who deserves the second contract and he does wind up deserving it and you win many more times with him. The only guy that I could think of right now who has that who has that resume in these 10 years that we've had the reconfigured NFL pay somebody out of the draft, you know, a certain amount of money, not, you know, all-time great type money, uh, and then win with his Mahomes. You know, they won it in his first contract with him, and he does appear. I don't think there's a single person out there that thinks that he's going to get traded like Goff or Wentz, right? So I think that's about it. So that would be the way to that'll be the way to that'll be the way to do it. Now we'll see what happens with Stafford and the Rams, though. That's a good conversation. That is definitely because that's very intriguing. Seeing if he can do or replicate his performance here in Detroit, Michigan, there with the surrounding supporting cast, that would just be, I mean, for L.A. fans, it would be wonderful. And even where, if you stayed in Detroit and did as much for us as you did, wherever he goes, I'm still a fan of Matthew Stafford because on and off the field, he was the man in the community. And I'm hoping that he'll still be that in L.A. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Interesting conversation. Yeah, Rich. So born that- out of, born out of, by the way, every single time he says, we talked about something in the barbershop, it makes me want to create a segment from the barbershop and have Jeff like just basically say, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> because they're always talking about he and his friends at the barbershop in Detroit, something that t- fascinates That's me. interesting. Yeah, so that list, Rich, is, is Tom Brady over 33 and Peyton Manning in the last 10 years. Uh, the under 33 quarterbacks, obviously Mahomes, uh, the Wentz, Nick Foles uh, combo, right? Uh, Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning. 
And then it's just Tom Brady's won three. Tom, and, he's thrown it off. And then like Peyton you can't, Man- you four can't. And Peyton Manning's won one. Right. And so, like, you know what the crazy thing is? Is that it's entirely possible. I get it. I totally understand that this is wild. It's entirely possible that you can have a conversation, you know, how many over a 10-year period, how many have been won by a quarterback over 40 versus somebody who's over 30 versus somebody who's under 30? That might be like an equal number. If Brady wins it again, right, that'll be his third since turning 40, correct? Correct. Right? So that'll be three over 40. And then... Was Peyton Manning over 40? I don't think think he he was. was. I don't think he was. He's getting close. And I think Eli Manning was exactly 30. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's how Brady just throws the entire thing off kilter. And just again, like I said yesterday, he's going to throw everything off of kilter. We will not understand. It's going to be a long time till we can compute on on who's an all-time great, but not great, not, not Brady great. That's how he separated himself. All-time greats used to be Brady in that mix with Montana and and yeah. and Bradshaw and yeah, you know, the three Elway, right, 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 right. Now it's like yeah, there's there's all-time greats, but then they're not Brady great. <laughs> you know, and 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 that's why that was such a big win for Brady in this past Super Bowl. Not only because it was for him a way for him to say, I can do it somewhere else, which is messed with a lot of other quarterbacks in the interim, as we know. But it's also a way for him to keep Mahomes off his back. At bay a little bit. Yeah, keep him you know what I mean? reach. Yeah. Well, just think about the flip. I mean, that's a two-swing. Two right. And even if Mahomes comes, let's say Mahomes somehow does come within hailing distance. Brett Veach, the general manager of, of the Chiefs, was supposed to be on this morning, but with our technical difficulties, we we had him join us tomorrow, and he will. Let's say Mahomes, you know, uh, gets, gets four. Oh, that's great. And you're, you're now an all-time great, but you're not pretty great. Certainly since that one time that you went against him, you, you couldn't beat him. And then, of course, the answer would be, well, I mean, he's running for his life. Yeah, for my life. <laughs> <laughs> had nothing to do with maybe yeah. what Brady was doing. <laughs> was but it's Barrett a great conversation. Like, how will you build a roster and a championship team in the NFL? It will still always be draft somebody, try to win in his first contract before you got to pay him. Mm-hmm. And trying to win with his first contract, so you have to know, is he, is he appropriate to pay him? And then hope that once you've paid him, he doesn't, turn into a situation like golf or Wentz where you feel it's no longer tenable and you got to trade him and uh, for cents on a dollar just to get him off your cap. And then you'll have another team saying, we'll take that guy because we haven't been able to find our guy in the, in the draft. We'll take that guy while he's still re- relatively young. A la Carolina with Darnold, although they only have to pay him a fifth-year option. Or do you go like something like the Rams? where we'll take somebody's 10-year veteran because that guy wasn't able to win in the 10 years with your system. We'll take that guy and flip you the guy that we've tried to win in the first contract with and then paid and realized that's not the guy. Or do you just find uh, somebody 199th overall and win for 20 years and then you get that guy when he turns 43? I mean, come on. It's like being it's back nutty. in school when you have a, a test and somebody messes up the curve for everyone because they get like 100% and yeah. now your grade is jacked. I know. I always felt bad about that. <laughs> that was you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
No, it wasn't me. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> you set that up, TJ. It was so simple. I mean, you, yeah, that was you like did. a spinning curve in the zone. <laughs> yeah, you that right I on. mean, seriously, it was as obvious as 21 picograms of betamethasone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I use it as a reference. <laughs> Albert Breer coming up hour two. What's going on with Rogers? 21 picograms. All right, I got a good poll question. Today. Okay, what do you got? I got a good poll question. I threw this up. This has been, uh, it's kind of funny. Everyone talking about MySpace, their MySpace page is going nuts because of the three big headlines. MySpace? Yeah, like things from the early, mid-2000s are like hot again. Are you serious? And this is my poll off of that. Okay. Which reunion most excites you? Which reunion? Benifer? Tebow and Urban Meyer. Okay. J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Or the Knicks and the playoffs. Ah. <laughs> well, Tebow and Urban Meyer was very 2009, late, late 2000, right? Late, late 2000s, 2009. Yeah. He was drafted in 2010, Tebow. Late, late 2000. And I did look this up yesterday because we made a reference about Benifer and Tebow, yes, right? Yes. Benifer broke up in 2003, I think, 2004. Oh, that music video. Though. Right. And so the Knicks in the playoffs broke up. When was the last time the Knicks in the playoffs broke up? <laughs> Knicks haven't been in the playoffs in a while. A-hole. I feel like it's been like eight or nine. <laughs> hey, man. When was my the last team time? A, my team is a disaster. No, stop. Jalen Brown's now out for the year. Like, come on. Yeah, I knew you were hurt when that popped up yesterday. Oh, so when, when, was, when did the Knicks last make the playoffs? Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stand by. Because that's happening, brother. Knicks last made the playoffs in 2013. Well, it wasn't that long ago. So when was the last time? So that was probably the last time they were above 500. They beat the Celtics in the first round. I remember that. Yeah, the last time they were 500. They won 54 games that year. When we come back in hour number two, I cannot wait talking. Uh, we'll talk about tonight's game. Big game tonight. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be settled in. At the dojo, man. Let's go. Downtown. Is, is LeBron playing? Not Great yet. question. Uh, it was a Tuesday or Wednesday situation. Mm. <laughs> So we'll see. I don't Hold think on. they should play him at all. How does that sound? I I guess what you're trying to. I, I don't know don't if they're going to catch the. I don't know you, if they're going to yeah. catch the Blazers. You want them to come back though without you? But any you warm up for a just, playing game though. Right come on, man. What's a warm up? He's LeBron James. He's been warming up for 25 years, <laughs> but he's been out for months. I no, he has. Well, like a month, right? He's been out for a while. No, he came back too early. He, he came back too early, and then he got hurt again. Yeah, he played well. No, I know that, so you don't want to have that second. happen again. Yeah, they're a game and a half back of Portland. That's a wrap. Come they're on, good. man. They, they should be able to beat Houston without him. Right? So are you play him against the Knicks tonight, and then you sit him against Houston at Indianapolis, at New Orleans? You should be able to beat him, yeah. beat them all. You should. Albert Breer coming up.